from Detour, 1945, director Edgar G. Ulmer. Fate, or some mysterious force, can put a finger on you or me for no good reason at all. This is Gothic. Season 4 of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. After it was over and I was alone, I pulled over in a half-used lot to check out my front bumper and the state of my hood and my undercarriage and axle. I'd never run someone over before. But I'd heard stories about deer and cows totaling cars on dark country nights, so I pulled out my pen light, and gave the Bronco a wellness check. I guess zombie bikers must weigh a lot less than deer or cows, because there wasn't a dent on her that couldn't be repaired. Or, at least I didn't notice any. I was still mad as a wasp at how everything had fallen apart. I mean, I knew I was hidden. I knew I was hidden. I'm good, and I'm not just saying that. The best driver I know. I'd glided up to that curb as smooth and quiet as a melting ice cube, parked just like I'd always been there, and then done my little fading trick. The one I used to switch off a persona if I wanted to get off stage after a gig with a minimum of attention. It's like holding your breath, but you hold it on the outside. And that's the only way I can think to describe it. Idling there, under the yellow cone of the lot's single lamp post, wipers thumping away the rain, I thought back to that spot on the curb, across from the dark and silent building overlooking the warehouse, with people's zombie biker grandmas sniffing up to my doors like they were going to huff and puff and blow my chassis down. How hard had I held my outside breath? Hotter than ever before, that was for sure. It almost seemed like the rest of the world had slowed down and gone gray. Gray except for the piercing glint of the biker's eyes. I knew I was hidden. But for pity's sake, Echo knew I was hidden too. They'd left from the Bronco after we'd parked, and then turned and walked off like they'd forgotten I was there. Screamed their head off like they had any defense between them and those bikers. Baz and Ariel, too. They'd come out of the building and stared right at me. Without seeing me, right through me. I was the getaway driver, the wheel guy, the safe zone. All they had to do was get back to me, and I'd sink them with me into my stillness, and they'd be hidden too. Had they really not seen me? Ever since I could reach the pedals, I've been the one you could go to for a ride. Designated driver for life. Record cleaner than the proverbial whistle, 
Always got room for moving boxes or hitchhikers. I keep tampons in the glove box, cash in the console, blankets in the back, spare shoes under the seats, and every kind of tool you could need to make this old Bronco run forever. <sighs> Had I really not been there for them? And then what? What was that rush I felt before I cranked the key and hit the gas? Was I angry? Jealous? Terrified for my friends' lives? I idled in that lot until the rain faded into a drizzle and my wipers started groaning on their way across the windshield. Then I drove home like the streets were made of wet newspaper, liable to tear at any moment, and drop me into something underneath. Hey there, sojourners, and welcome to a snowy evening here in the Pacific Northwest at the Gothic Podcast Studios. And by studios, I mean our respective homes and various locales therein. But it is a snowy night out there, cold and dark. And somewhere out there in it is Jesse. Jesse, who won't be joining us, at least for the first part of this recording, <laughs> because the buses aren't running. Not very well. So remember, if you want Jesse to be able to get a four wheel drive vehicle, so that he, too, can make it to all of the recording sessions, no matter what the weather is like. Go check out our Patreon. Um, it's the Gothic Podcast Patreon, and there's a link to it in our show notes. Uh, for low, low monthly patronage fees, you, too, <laughs> can get the podcast about a half a day early, <laughs> on average. I was going to say, you, too, can buy Jesse a car. <laughs> for the low, low Patreon <laughs> level of $20,000. <laughs> Our highest level Patreon by Jesse Akar. By Jesse Akar. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we do have a Discord where uh, people hang out and chat about the show too. And we'd love to see you over there. Uh, and... Uh, also, uh, yes, last time we did make a few rules mistakes, particularly regarding change the game, even though we talked about it for 15 minutes. And no, you don't have to go back and time that in the podcast. I edited out most of that. Uh, also, story tags uh, we had uh, some trouble with. And by we, I mean me and a few other things. But we're getting there. As usual, by the end of the season, we will understand two-thirds of how to play this game. <laughs> or half. We're not a podcast where we know how to play games. That's not what you come here for. Let's be real. Uh, if I were going back and recreating this podcast um, <laughs> again with what I know now, I wouldn't have named it the Gothic Podcast. I'd name it, <laughs> We Don't Know How to Play This Game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do have Sharon and Eric. Hey, Sharon and Eric. Hey, Patrick. Well, last time uh, we left our characters uh, still in the street between warehouses in the industrial uh, section of town, having staked out an Ivy Corp warehouse uh, where they had just seen a Ivy Corp van pull up to the back and unload something, but they were otherwise distracted while that was happening as a, a few of the desiccated 
these apparently undead motorcyclists wielding Japanese uh, swords, katanas, uh, leapt into a search for our rifts, them having been betrayed by various technical malfunctions. Can't relate. But no matter, it all ended more or less fine with the van getting away, along with two of the desiccated on motorcycles, and another pair of desiccated uh, being routed by the uh, quick forward movement of a character name here. Where are... There we go. Cadence? Yeah. Me? Well, because I wanted to call her Candace, so that was... <laughs> As I recall, Cadence was going to run them over, and then I was going to stomp on their remains. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cadence rammed them with her Bronco. Uh, they scattered, and... Baz, Ariel, and Echo all leap into the Bronco, and they sped away. So, Sojourners, after every episode, uh, we've been doing uh, one of the City of Mist things, which is geek out during credits, and uh, that allows us to determine a few things, like, uh, has the crew grown together this time? If so, then we get to find out how, and and then they get to clear some of their burned uh, crew tags, which we had a couple, so it's good that we uh, got that taken care of. We found out about uh, how characters interacted with one another, and, um, you know, we distribute some hurt and help points. Uh, characters also get to uh, decide which themes are under stress and uh, get to figure out what might happen what theme book they might go with if that uh, were to crack or fade completely. But there's also, in City of Mist, downtime. And in downtime, we can do a thing called the montage. Montage! So, with a montage, our characters choose to do something with their downtime. Man. Uh, I say downtime, but of course, uh, there are all sorts of things that they can do during downtime, including working the case. Um, they can give attention to uh, one of their logos themes. Uh, they can explore their mythos and uh, try to solve the mystery of their mythos. Or they can prepare for their next activity and they can um, see what they're doing and they can recover any of their burnt power tags, or gain three juice, or they can recover from their last activity and uh, they can clear off or reduce some of the statuses that may be on them. As you all are deciding what you want to do with your downtime, which one of those you want to do, keep in mind that uh, if you choose something elaborate, uh, then I too can break in and we can have a scene um, with that downtime activity which may, of course, turn into a whole big thing. There's always that chance. Who would like to begin? You've had voices in your heads, uh, which may or may not be a surprise to you. My understanding <laughs> to ba was that Baz wasn't all that surprised that he has a voice in his head. <laughs> no, he just thought that the voice was speaking the truth. <laughs> I, I think the voice said something like, this is weird. <laughs> Baz agreed. 
And so, Sojourners, that was something else that happened. Uh, If you have been following us from the very beginning, season one, then you know that uh, these characters here with us in City of Mist are not the only characters that we are following. And in fact, not even our primary characters that we are following over the course of this show, but rather our contemporary now characters of Dr. Grace and LJ and, yes, it's true, Sloshy. Sloshy. (laughs) That they uh, have uh, been fighting the machinations of a terrible evil. And if you want to know more about that and you don't, go back and catch up on all the prior episodes of the Gothic Podcast. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who wants to start with their downtime? I I know what I want to do. I don't. You go first. So, Baz... Uh, would like to explore his mythos because the mystery on his bastion theme card is what is threatening the people i care about and after being assaulted by desiccated ones with katanas he feels pretty threatened and that the people he cares about are also threatened so what are you doing how are you doing this yeah uh baz would uh late when it's deserted he would go to the library and and try to to find any kind of clues he possibly can about uh, katana wielding zombies and where they might have come from, how they might be created and animated, uh, and how to how to deal with them. Uh, salt, maybe salt, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever might work. Uh, he's gonna look for it. So that that particular move under downtime is. I tell them, tell everybody the mystery I explore, which I did, and how I'm doing it. I gain one clue with a method and a source based on my description, and I mark attention on that mystery's theme. So I'm marking attention. Well, you can, but I want to break into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to have a scene. What's the library of the city look like? So it's one of Baz's favorite places in the city because it's quiet, and he can hide pretty easily, and it has a lot of access to information. Uh, what it looks like is uh, a tall stone but- buttressed building. It almost looks like it, it could have been maybe a church they were trying to build, uh, rather than a library. I'm seeing uh, really tall, uh, kind of rough wooden uh, shelves, the stacks, and a, a big grand entryway uh, with counters that kind of stretch in an arch <laughs> on both sides mm-hmm. and uh yeah kind of not dimly lit but the lighting is so high up uh that it looks kind of dim from the floor does this library close or is it open 24 hours a day i think they would close at say 10 p.m. and then open again at 6 we see baz passing the uh, sign at the uh, base of the stairs on one of those brass stands that just sits there as if no one's going to steal it. And we see him passing that uh, says, Library Hours, closed at 10. And then we look up and we see the big clock tower and we see that it's close to midnight. Baz, he moves through the shadows toward the building. Now, I imagine that Baz has visited the library quite a bit after hours. Would I be incorrect in this? That is his favorite time to go there, and this is his favorite place. Do you have a key 
that you've made somewhere along the way, or do you always just break in? Um, what's your usual means of ingress? Uh, well, I think that uh, drawing a tag from my Destroy the Conspiracy theme book, uh, lockpicking, mm. is how he would go about it. Well then, just have a roll here. Let's do a sneak around, just to see how it goes this fine evening. Alrighty then, so lockpicking, obviously. I also have sneaking, uh, which for sneaking around, sounds like it applies. I don't know if it applies to breaking in here. And I also have escape notice as another tag. Do any of those sound applicable? Um, I'm liking all of them, really. And in part because you do this a lot. So it's, right. it's something that you should have a lot of tags that apply to it. Okay, going with sneak around. It is a 10 uh, after the adding of three. Lovely. You look around, you know the cycles of the uh, city patrol that goes by this area. Now, the library is in a slightly nicer part of town, and so it actually gets cop patrols going by, unlike the warehouse industrial district and probably uh, where Baz lives. <laughs> Definitely. But you know their you know their routes, and you know the library doesn't have its own security staff, and so it's an easy job to find a window and quickly jimmy the lock on that and slip in and know with much assurance that you were not seen nor heard, and you were but a whisper in the night. Baz, yeah, you start working your way toward the folklore section in the library. Do you need light? Are you are you able to see in the dark? No, he doesn't have any particular uh, night vision powers, uh, so he would he would definitely need a, a torch. It's not too terrible because there are night lights on in the library, uh, but it's mostly to be able to you know get people who aren't supposed to be here to the exits in case of a fire or something. Uh, you will need uh, either a flashlight or uh, actually you could probably just flick on one of the uh, reading lamps at one of the uh, tables once you have a book. But yeah, you'll need a you'll need a flashlight. But of course, I'm almost certain you have one of those in your bag of tricks. It makes sneaking around much easier. So as Baz is doing some library work. Uh, what about you, not Candace? Uh, <laughs> what about you, Cadence? And uh, what are you going to do with your montage time? Well, I thought I was going to work the case, but I read the example that the book has about uh, preparing for the next activity. So I'm debating if I want to do that. And my idea for that is... Um, Cadence feels like, like things went kind of wrong with uh, her role in the last... Um, uh, stakeout that we were doing. I was supposed to be this safe uh, place that my teammates could come back to, and instead I accidentally disappeared. And so I wanted to see if I could maybe... I don't know if I still have Ghost Car, since we were using that tag wrong, but... Uh, no, it actually... Ghost Car went away as soon as you started it up. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go with Work the Case, after all, then. And uh, Ivy, Ivy Corp is a shipping corporation, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about placing an order for some, just some supplies for the recording shop and uh, seeing how, you know, if I could get a read on these guys from, um, from whoever comes to facilitate the, the delivery. 
Now, when you work the case, it actually gets you a lot of clues. It gets you three clues. So mm -hmm. uh, the method you use, though, is going to indicate what what kind of answers you can get. Mm -hmm. So we might want to actually work our way backwards here. So what okay. questions do you want answered? And then let's see how best working the case. Okay. I guess my first question with that would be, are we looking for a specific van from this corporation or does every van have something wrong with it or weird about it? Okay. So that's kind of where I was going with the um, ordering something. That's going to get you one. What, uh, what about your other two questions? I want to chat up and maybe see if I can make friends with whoever the delivery person ends up being. Don't worry right this second about the method. Um, okay. What questions do you want answered about the case? I mean, they can be bigger questions than that oh. if you want. You're working the case. Might take you a okay. few days. All right. <laughs> but this is essentially what Ariella did on her end to get the information that she brought to okay. you about Ivy Corp, for instance. Okay, so maybe the second question uh, is about the like the employees. Do they have normal employees? Are they only these uh, desiccated ones? And you know, if they do have normal employees, like what do they think? Are they in on it? Do I think they're in on it? Do I think this is company wide or just a particular branch of this corporation? Do they have normal employees? I kind of want to say you don't need to ask that one because you already know they do. Okay, what about instead of do they have normal employees, I want to get a sense, is whatever's going on with Ivy Corp company-wide, or is it just a particular branch of Ivy Corp that we need to target? I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm mostly trying to learn more about the desiccated ones, but by talking to people instead of going to the library. Can the normal employees give, give me any, any more information about the desiccated ones? I, I do think you can um, hit all of these with the method that you were going with to put in a big order and then start questioning the uh, delivery driver and the delivery people. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the issue, though, if you use that method. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to put in that order. Okay. It's going to be paid for by the uh, metal shop, which is not mm -hmm. owned by any of you. That's true, but the shop always needs things. But do they need this big of a <laughs> an order? Because you want something that isn't going to be just like dropping off a box or two. That's true. It's It's got to be delivered by a truck, huh? Yeah. Well, okay, so the problem here is that I don't actually know what recording studios need. Um, uh, I, I... The question is, are you going to put in an order for a bunch of things that you might eventually need, but don't really need right now, and therefore have to deal with Cal when he checks the you know, orders mm -hmm. <laughs> at the end of the week? Cal Weathers, your boss. Yeah. Or are you going to painstakingly go through and order things that you will absolutely need, but you just may not need right yet. Um, I was thinking about things that we absolutely need, like, oh, uh, we've been meaning to replace the um, piece of equipment, whose name I definitely know, in the back that's been here, <laughs> been here since the, since the recording studio opened. What I'm going to need from you to make, to pull this part of it off. Okay. Is a sneak around. <laughs> Okay, a sneak around. Because you were trying to act secretly or deceptively. Do you suppose I could use, uh, I want to make an argument for charming for this. I'm like, well, of course we need these things. We've been talking and talking about needing these things. Um, sure, charming. And we might as well Sounds put in do. a bulk order rather than, so I'm going to add charming. 
And uh, I think it makes sense to add the weakness tag that I have in the crosshairs. I will be <laughs> responsible for this if, if it goes awry. So uh-huh. I'm going to add a weakness tag. I haven't done that yet. Also, I'm going to add a weakness tag. Oh, no. For the evils. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so... Because I think that while you're putting in these orders, you're also ordering a few things you've wanted to um, have for the uh, metal shop, but have been kind of... Cal's not been too keen on it. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we really could use those those new... Um those new um sound barriers i was thinking uh black light posters but those black light posters <laughs> they take up so much space in a truck echo also needs some uh some materials to build us some new uh scarabs yeah <laughs> yeah i sure do <laughs> <laughs> that's my jesse voice wait no actually he does uh, he's doing that bostonian thing right or the yeah he is yeah, so see, yeah, I need this stuff for uh, uh, to make uh, to make me some more of these uh, uh, these uh, scarabs things, and then um, I'll make them a lot better this time. You see, so last time here's what happened. So put them on the invoice or whatever. And all of my Boston friends will die. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, wait, a weakness is um, um, a minus one, right? Uh, yes. The result originally was eight, um, which is a mild success, and I, it would have been a seven with the uh, second weakness. And I, was that still a weak, mild success? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this isn't going to be a big deal, but uh, I mean, you've made the invoice up. You're sending it. You know, you're getting ready to send it out. But uh, surely, surely you. You walked away for a little bit to yell back to see if Echo needed anything. It's just those things I said. <laughs> and then you come back and you see that uh, Shirley is uh, like looking over the invoice and uh, squinting at it and then shakes her head and goes back to. Uh, All right. So basically, Shirley noticed me. Okay. Shirley the clerk. Surely she noticed me. She has looked over the invoice, has frowned, which is kind of weird, but. You know, it's not the boss, and he's not coming in today. You're pretty sure you can charm him mm-hmm. with any questions he has. So you get this thing sent off. It's going to be, of course, uh, a couple of days before all this arrives. Now, Ivy Corp isn't Amazon. You don't order directly from Ivy Corp, in fact. They're just you the order, delivery mechanism. And then they are the delivery mechanism. But they are primarily. <laughs> the delivery mechanism, especially for larger orders like this. Uh, so chances are good you'll get an Ivy Corp truck. Awesome. Back at the library, Baz, you are looking through books. You're scanning book titles with your uh, flashlight. You have found a, a couple that deal with um, death and dying and, and various you know folklore things about that. And so you've pulled it down. You found a little cubby. You turned on the light with its green shade, a narrow pool of illumination shining down upon this old book, because all the books in this library are first editions. We're getting a strong Oxford Library uh, vibe. And you're not finding anything exactly like this, but you're finding some similarities between different 
areas of folklore about beings who come back from the dead. There's a lot of chop their head off kind of things. But the closest one that you find to these says that that might not even work, that just dismembering it will just cause it to have different parts that are going to be moving around and doing stuff. That what you need to do is fill its mouth with salt and sew the mouth shut. Sounds time consuming. Yeah. And, uh... Says Cadence from right over your shoulder. He writes it down in his notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Fill mouth with salt. So shut. <laughs> Don't dismember many enemies, not one. Another thing is that these that you have seen, they seem to fit the descriptions of zombies, but they seem to have more autonomy and, well, dexterity. <laughs> uh, I mean, they can drive motorcycles and leap halfway up a, a story of a building and then start climbing raw brickwork. This is not either true zombie folklore, fictional zombie folklore. There's, there's very little in there um, that matches up for, for uh, zombies. Uh, but what you do get from those is that you know, zombies don't just happen. They have to be brought back. So if that is of any use to you, maybe, maybe not, just because uh, these don't quite fit the traditional tropes. Okay, so he also writes back, had to be summoned, dot, 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 who, question mark. And then he flips over a few pages to a page lab labeled shopping list and writes salt <laughs> and sewing kit. More salt. <laughs> a couple of days later, Cadence, a an Ivy Corp truck pulls up outside the metal shop's loading bay door in the back, mm -hmm. and a guy comes in, going, "Hey, I uh, I got uh, got a delivery here for uh, Metal Shop. Uh, that's you. You uh, you sign Hey, him? absolutely. Yes, I am. How are you today?" Ah, oh, good, good. Uh, uh, hope things are treating you well. This uh, wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The name's on purpose. Yeah, it's a, uh, what is this, some sort of uh, record shop? Yeah, yeah, the front half, anyway. Nice, nice. All right, well, uh, we can start getting this stuff unloaded for you. I uh, got uh, 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 Bill and uh, Cindy in the back, and uh, we'll get that, uh, get all this stuff offloaded. Um Absolutely. Let me give you a hand there. Well, how's how's life treating you all? Delivery work this time of year? I mean, not every time of year, right? And so it goes that you <laughs> chit-chat with or the delivery driver and the other crew there for a while. They all appear to be quite human. They did not come with a motorcycle guard. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a regular Ivy Corp truck now. The Ivy Corp trucks are pretty much all the same. That is part of their branding. Mm -hmm. It's uh, these big uh, lorries, these, bi these big um, enclosed back van truck thing. <laughs> a box <I'm> truck? <laughs> yeah, it's just a box truck uh, that's, you know, a little overextended. Mm -hmm. And they're always, uh, <laughs> they're painted black, uh, but they have a... Uh, motif of green ivy uh, that is all over the um, side of the truck. Okay. And they're all pretty much identical, basically. 
And uh, yeah, and then in big gold letters underneath the ivy, it, it always says Ivy Corp. We make deliveries fun. <laughs> Catchy. So we've managed to get the Rolling Stones and Fleetwood Mac into one <laughs> little delivery. <laughs> That's their jingle, too. We make deliveries fun. <laughs> this is getting you some of the information that you want. How do you, uh, how do you pursue the other? You know, by helping them, you get inside the back as well, and you see that there's just regular... You know, there's just a bunch more boxes and stuff in there. Some of it's secured mm-hmm. better than others, depending on how far they have to go. And um, you do notice, though, as you enter uh, the truck, that the walls are a little thicker than you might generally expect. Well, these these babies are built to last, aren't they? And knock on the wall a couple of times. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the big heavy trucks. And uh, my understanding is that... Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, because sometimes we uh, we work in some pretty rough areas. Oh, yeah? People with, like, rocket launchers and things? He, like, pounds on the side of the thing. He's like, these suckers are bulletproof. Bulletproof? I don't know about the cab, but your package <laughs> will not be shot. Have you been shot at before? Oh, I've been shot at before, sure. You know, we uh, wow. we got to go down to industrial a lot, and uh, industrial sucks. You ever feel like you need, like, guards or anything? You know, I wish... I wish we had, uh, I wish we had guards. Some, uh, you know, some of the trucks do. Some of the trucks get guards. Wait, really? Listen, I was joking about that. They seriously have guards. No, they do. See a couple of motorcycles cruising along with an Ivy Corp truck? That's, uh, that's one of them guarded trucks. Now, I, I've never been a driver in one of them, but, uh, my understanding is that, uh, you know, they do some bank work. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know. Those aren't no armored trucks or nothing. just the same as these ones that you use? Pretty much the same as these ones, yeah. That's crazy. I know, but, uh, I mean, I don't know that's bank stuff. I don't know why the bank stuff wouldn't be moving in armored trucks. Yeah, I mean, if it's not bank stuff, I mean, what's it going to be, like, extra special packages? I don't know, super delicate or something, like, breakable? Uh, maybe, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's know. That's the crazy. Maybe know. it's, like, uh, uh, like, really important people riding in the back. You think if you uh, got maybe, some, like, pillows maybe, in here, yeah, had a big, maybe. like, pillow party? We, maybe the maybe it's like a we do uh, luxury limo service. Nah, I ain't, I ain't heard nothing about that. <laughs> but m- motorcycles, though, huh? They don't like ride with you in the cab. Uh, no, no. Um, uh, it's these. Uh, That's wild. Motorcycle guys. I always assume that uh, that they're they're like family members of um, of the boss. Uh, oh, the motorcycle uh, guys. Yeah, they carry swords, you know? What? <laughs> I know, yeah. You're joking. No, 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 they carry You're swords. You're teasing they me carry right swords. now. They got these sheaths on the side. It's the coolest thing. These bikes are, like, super awesome, too. Yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, and they just, like, go... They just, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why would the boss's family members be carrying swords, driving motorcycles around? Well, you know, I mean, it's just... I, I, it's just the culture, I guess. I mean... <laughs> Mr. Hayashi, you know, he comes from that, that culture, and I, I, I don't know. You know, I always thought that, oh, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say. Well, okay, no, seriously. No, no, I, I've already... You can, like, cough and pretend you ac- accidentally said it in your cough. It's no, okay. I, I mean, I've already, I feel I've already answered your primary questions, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that to do any more, uh, you're going to need to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't give up now. I'm going to investigate. 
I'm going to use Charming again. Okay. Anything else? I would love to throw Verbal Judo in there and uh, see if, like, you know, kind of joshing and teasing and things could... Uh... Wait, no, not Verbal Judo. What about a uh, um, uh, Crowd Pleaser? Mm, okay. All right. So Crowd Pleaser and Charming. And uh, Investigate? There it is. Yeah. I don't think I have any weaknesses I want to pull in, so... Okay. I got a result of nine. So I get clues equals power. Mm-hmm. My power was two on this one, it looks like. Uh, yeah. You may ask any questions you have to me, and then I will. I have to give you a straight answer or a solid lead. But on a seven to nine, I can also choose a difficulty that's going oh, to yeah. come to be. So, uh, yeah. What was your question again? <laughs> he said, he, he started to say, well, you started to say something about, um... About a theory you had, or something. Yeah, I, say, uh, I think he. Uh, I think before he came here and uh, and started the the big business here, I think he uh, might have had ties uh, back in the old country uh, with the uh, what do they call the uh, the uh, Japanese mafia? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now don't. I'd lose my job if anybody heard me. He looks over to make sure that his uh, companions are not. Uh, <laughs> but you are so charming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the the weather looks is gonna look great next week. That's crazy, man. What? Wait, what makes you think that? Have you seen anything? Well, I mean, these guys ride motorcycles and they got swords. You know, I mean, that's oh, kind of I guess that's, that's kind of trad, man, right? But no, it's not even it's not even that. It's it's uh you know it's just talk. Uh, you know, and it's probably probably nothing. I mean, you know, just because he ain't originally from here, it's uh doesn't mean that he's you know mob. I mean, he made a real big business. You know, this is all legit. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Um, okay, what's my so the question I want to ask you about the subject of my investigation is like, does does this guy seem how like how you know how does this guy does he read to me like he um is passing on crazy rumors, or does he read to me like he is being genuine with the things that he's telling me? He appears to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I, you you seem to have really got him talking, and he'll probably regret a lot of that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a pretty good feel for him, and you're not, not there's no, there's nothing here that is uh, just yelling out to you that, yeah. that he's lying, or... Okay. I don't know if this would count, because this is the first time I've done this, but... Uh... For my other clue that I want to spend asking about the subject of my investigation. Well, I want to ask the guy about the the motorcycle riders themselves. Has this guy witnessed the motorcycle riders doing anything um, that could be described as out of the ordinary? I mean, besides riding motorcycles, wielding katanas. <laughs> so, yeah, he's been chatting there with you. The other two kind of glaring occasionally as they go back and forth past you carrying this equipment that you have ordered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, prize the info. These these guys just ride around on motorcycles with katanas. Like they never like stop by lunch breaks or anything. Have you ever met one? Have you ever met one of them? Yeah, no. Um, see, uh, those guys they uh, they keep to themselves mostly. Uh, actually, I don't ever know where they uh, where they come from. You know, I I've heard that uh, um, that they're they have like a muster in place. That their their office is. Uh, Somewhere uh, down in the warehouse district, but I ain't never, I ain't never seen that. Huh? That's wild. So they don't, they don't like share your lunchroom or anything. Uh, no, no, they're they're never at the uh, main office where we are. No. That's wild. 
And it's not like any, like, I mean, I don't know how shipping companies work. You must have, uh, you know, distribution places all over the city, right? Is it one of them or, like, totally oh, I, private? You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, um, you know, I do know that the, the bikes are um, uh, come from a custom uh, uh, builder down. Uh, what? And he gives, he gives an address. It's in the industrial zone, only a few blocks from the warehouse where you were at. Oh, cool. Awesome. I mean, he doesn't that? give you an address, but he he describes it in such describes a way that you get is. the idea. Okay, that is wild, man. Well, you know, maybe next paycheck I'll go down, roll down there, and see if I can get myself one of them bikes, eh? Oh, you should. Oh man, these are beauties. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want me to get this other end of this box here? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And we fade away on that, Baz. Well, in the library, I, you haven't been in the library for three days, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loves it there. This is a montage. <laughs> These are on different time scales. Baz, did you want to do any more investigating while you're there? You have the question for your montage, uh, but you also could do more investigation while you're at the library. He would want to take the opportunity to find out more about that building, if possible. The, the warehouse that they were looking at or failing that, any of the kind of like city planning stuff around it that might let him figure out a way in, like, you know, the sewers. Sure. So you head for the, archaeologi- or the archaeological section, the uh, architecture, <laughs> the city planning section, and uh, go ahead and roll investigate with, uh, well, what tags do you want to use first? Okay, so I have research skills. Convenient. Under destroy the conspiracy. It's almost like you knew you were going to play a... Uh, a mystery-based game. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just serendipity. <laughs> Let's see, I also have occult knowledge, but I don't know if you think I think that's that would have applied to the other one, but yeah, not you're not really looking for anything, at least that you know of, that is occult right. here. Yeah, yeah. There's no building in that spot. It's a mimic. <laughs> the huge mouth opens. <laughs> it's a huge mimic. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to make this roll even because uh, I, obviously research skills applies, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I need to tag the crew theme in over our heads, mm. maybe, because this is not, I mean, like Baz, while while he's been investigating, you know, conspiracy stuff in general, uh, this isn't really what he was expecting to do, what he's good at, you know, uh, this random warehouse is not what what he was really... <laughs> what he's ready for. The warehouse itself isn't probably, I mean, what you're trying to do right now and just find out some information about it in the area. Yeah. It's it's maybe a little bit on the border, but um, I I could see it. I suspect you'll be able, <laughs> your crew will be able to use that weakness tag a lot here <laughs> yeah. in the upcoming <laughs> sessions. <laughs> Go ahead and use it. All righty then. Investigate. Yep. An update for the sojourners at home in your nice, cozy, warm beds. Uh, Jesse is still trapped downtown with no Uber or Lyft available to pick him up. Meanwhile, Baz rolled a four. (laughs) Meanwhile, Baz rolled a four. (laughs) That's probably not good. Yeah, now I have to look at the consequences for... Those are all me. Like with uh, other Powered by the Apocalypse games, on a miss, I can do a hard move, which is usually complicate things big time. Hmm. Deny them something they want is really the easiest, I mean, the most likely one here, because you just can't find the information. 
But that doesn't sound like fun. I feel like the late attendant uh, at the library, Phoebe, has decided to make a round, hmm. and I get caught. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I like that. Uh, what's her name? Phoebe? Phoebe. she a librarian? Yes. The most uh, frightening of entities. <laughs> According to Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> According to me, I worked in a library. <laughs> no one's supposed to be here. But you do know, sometimes, Baz, that although there aren't security guards here, there is one particular librarian who loves the library so very much that she stays well past general operating hours doing research or just cataloging books. Uh, Usually, you check her office to see if there's a light on in there. You didn't see one from the outside this time, but apparently she's here. Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe comes into the architectural city planning section humming, not really paying attention, but then looks up and sees you with your flashlight pointed at some of the books. Would you be so kind, in true noir fashion, to describe Phoebe to us? So Phoebe uh, was always below average height, but now that she is approaching 80, she's stooped over uh, a a bit extra, so she really appears tiny, and has iron-gray hair shot with pure white in some places, uh, and she has kind of this rolling gait. Clearly she's favoring one hip, and very sharp features lined with age, but uh, the skin is still taut, almost raptor-like. But with heavy glasses, with the chain around the back that, you know, makes sure that they never fall off. For a moment, Baz, you almost think that she's one of the desiccated ones. (laughs) Because he's like, the salt! The salt! (laughs) As she as she kind of gasps at seeing you, you flick your light around, and of course, that ge- it shines just in her eyes, just right, to give her sort of a red glow in her eyes. <laughs> then you realize it's Phoebe, but you're not absolutely certain that it's not a desiccated one, too. What do you do, Baz? Oh, man. Uh, he's more of a fight or flight rather than a talking person. And it's got to be flight. You can't kill Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, oh! no, he's, he's way Phoebe. too afraid. Uh, heavenly days it's it's make a break for it he's gotta go (laughs) he's gonna just slam the book shut and (laughs) run as fast as he can initially in the opposite direction as his traditional entry and exit so is that gonna be sneak around to to lose her? No, interestingly I'm gonna make you face danger on this one because I'm gonna give you a status here if you fail this the status is Barred from the library. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the worst. Four. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> okay. I think I should be able to use there in a flash, there being out of here from my Mythos theme book, Bastion. Sneaking? Mm, sure. Okay. And possibly escape notice. Um, yes. Okay. This is all in order to try to avoid or reduce a bard from the library. Uh, but I also think I have to invoke my weakness tag, not subtle. Oh, yeah. 
and maybe even repulsive to most because they might make you easily identifiable? Hmm. Potentially, yeah. I mean, if if you want to go that way, I think I think two weakness might be. Yeah, it's kind of mean. I will just go with not subtle is very obvious, so we'll go with that. Okay. All right. I'm facing danger. I'm clicking the button. Nice. Ten. Lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have escaped, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> you have once more because this isn't the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no. She call, she doesn't tell anybody about the sightings of you, but she calls you the Phantom of the Library. Okay. I love it. The two of you meet back up at some point here after all of this has gone down. After Baz has been at the library, um after uh Cadence has uh interrogated the uh, the Ivy Corp truck driver, whose name, by the way, was Kelly. Echo and Ariel aren't around at this point, but is there anything you wanted to discuss amongst yourselves? And where is this taking, where is this meeting taking place? Well, I think it makes sense to kind of pool our knowledge um, about the desiccated ones, but... I don't know that I want to have that conversation at the metal shop. Okay. So where would it take place? The library? (laughs) (laughs) Bass feels like you might need to lie low there for a while. (laughs) Oh, I think um, uh, Cadence is a a longtime coffee shop patron. And so uh, I'm going to suggest, you know, headed to a coffee shop. Baz might be feeling a bit bold based on his recent successes. I feel like, and uh, GM, MC, I forget what it's called <laughs> for this game, Lorekeeper. <laughs> oh, great one. D- oh, great one. Uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's MC for this, I believe. MC, okay. Master of Cities. That that would actually require marking crack on, uh, on Hideously Deformed oh, for Baz yeah. to, to go into a coffee shop. And, and you know, just willingly <laughs> go in and sit there in front of people. Yeah. Oh, no, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so then I, I kind of picture that as it's late at the metal shop. You stayed to maybe record something or do some, you know, do some repairs, hang some uh, yeah. you know, soundboard or something. Set up some of the new stuff that I ordered. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Pay, pay attention to when Shirley leaves is what I'll be doing. Okay, that makes total sense. You're like <laughs> you're keeping an eye out. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> and then Baz, you know, finishes cleaning, looks wistfully at the drum set in one of the recording booths, and and proceeds to lock up, say something about a coffee shop. Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. There's a place a couple streets down that'll uh, that stays open late. It's always pretty noisy in there. We can have a conversation without being bothered. Uh. uh are there going to be people there? Oh, there's always lots of people. But listen, all kinds of weird conversations happen there and nobody t- pays any attention. It'll, it'll be perfect. Yeah, but... Uh, and then he kind of shrugs. Oh, okay. You make your way down to the local coffee shop. You've been there many a time, Cadence. Mm-hmm. In true noir fashion, give me a description of this coffee shop. It's uh, one of these really narrow... You guys need to go watch some more noir, because it needs to be more like this. It needs to be like, I walked into the coffee shop. It smelled of 
beans and hopes and dreams. <laughs> Smells of hot roasted bean water. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm picturing is it's it's one of these places that's really narrow. It's like floor to ceiling subway tile. And um, it's it goes uh, floor to ceiling. It's all subway tiles <laughs> yeah. as we walk in. As we walk too in. bright for my eyes. <laughs> and it's um, it's um, it's playing a really loud and eclectic mix of music. And so you kind of have to talk with your voice pitched up to be heard by anybody. I'm going to grab a cappuccino. The barista gave it to me hot. <laughs> my name was misspelled. <laughs> He called me Candace. <laughs> What's the name of this coffee shop? <laughs> um, I feel like you don't get any more noir than the real life coffee chain, the human bean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> the human bean. That's about as dark as coffee. Yeah, that's shop. pretty true. <laughs> but we can't steal their, their stick. The blackest coffee. <laughs> Copper Pot Joe's. So mode it be. Copper pod? Pot. <laughs> Cop- Copper like pod Joe's. <laughs> Where'd it come from? Where'd it go? Where'd it take up from, Copper pod Joe? So you go into Copper pod Joe's and you find a seat. The music is loud as usual, playing an eclectic mix of... as usual. Fine, now you're doing it. Now you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> All the drag kings come here after they're finished with their sets. You sit. <laughs> The pleather seats cracked. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, uh, Cadence, I, I, I gotta tell you, I was in the library and I found out some spooky stuff. Uh, we need salt and, uh, and thread and a needle. Apparently, to, to work on these zombie guys, you gotta fill their mouth with salt and you gotta sew their mouth shut. I spit out a little bit of my cappuccino. Sew their mouth? Don't mess with Phoebe. Wait, who's Phoebe? At the library. Phoebe's at the library? Scarier than the zombies. Do we need to... I turned to a completely different page in my notebook. Do we need to worry about Phoebe? I, I, I think she's okay unless you cross her. Oh, so she's a vampire. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so we need salt and to sew these things' mouths shut around the salt. Right. That doesn't seem like a very effective solution. These guys were fast. They were fast. I, I think we might have to... Uh, I might have to hold one, and you could do the honors. I it, it it's tough. Yeah, but if we chop get... them up, they oh, it's going to be like the Adams family. All uh, right. Yeah, we we would have to get one away from the others, and and then also chop them up. Wait, could we just take their heads off and then fill the no. mouths with salt at a different location? Well, that might work, but then the body might still be perambulatory after the salt, though. I'm not sure if that would sever the connection with the body. I, okay. uh, we, it, it's, it might be worth a try. I don't know how much trial and error we're going to get with yeah. this. Also, this, might be, uh, this might be a one chance only kind of deal. Uh, the, the reading I did indicated that they might have to be uh, summoned. So whoever's, uh, whoever's bringing them back, that might be better to target them. Yeah, well, um, so I learned the name of the um, CEO of Ivy Corp. It's uh, Mr. Hayashi. So I talked to some of the delivery people. I wanted to see if every truck was accompanied by these guys, right? So I put an order in right. and had them delivered. I talked to the delivery guy. Now, uh, 
he he didn't know where these these um zombie guys came from, but he um he described an area in the warehouse district where they uh he thinks they get their bikes from, and I wonder if that might. He also said they they mustered someplace in the warehouse district, and uh, I didn't get the impression it was in the same area that they got their bikes from. But if we could uh, find out where their bikes come from, we might be able to find out. I don't know something about what they're made of, or see if we can find out where they're getting summoned or something. Right, and maybe if they if they're not active during the day. That yeah, yeah, be... yeah, yeah. Sewing time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who, which of you do you think would be uh, sitting, facing in such a direction that you would be able to see out the uh, big front windows of Copper Pot Joe's? Baz would be in the corner, like, uh, so he could see as much as possible like and yet be okay. fairly unobtrusive. It's Baz, then, that is looking past Cadence, trying not to catch your reflection in the big glass window in the front. And so yeah. you're kind of letting your eyes unfocus, which lets you see the street outside. And what you see across the street is parked a motorcycle, a big Art Deco motorcycle, black and sleek and shining with blue neon underlighting. And on it is sitting a figure. And you can see in their half helmet red eyes glowing. but more disturbing than there even being one of the desiccated ones outside of the coffee shop where you two are talking is, despite the shrunken skin-on-bone features, you recognize Mr. Singh, your landlord. Cadence, they're here. We gotta get out of here. And we'll find out what happens next. Next time! On the next Gothic Podcast. Gothic, 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 gothic. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners. In the night, in the dark, in the snow. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel and Goblin Brook Manor, LLC, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music is by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners. And good references that no one will get because it's a podcast. Also, I'm not actually wearing a pork pie. That's just what my um, label says. I assume that was the name of your hat, like you named it pork pie. Mm. Yeah. No. No. <laughs>